Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Howdy doody, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Fro. With me, I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? It is going good. I have a question for you. Um. Uh, you know maybe that I am a little over interested in uh, what you Americans call soccer or I call football. Over interested? I mean, I think there's people who are far more. Uh, oh yeah, okay, addicted yes. to watching <laughs> soccer than you. I, I, I wouldn't I call you a hooligan that. or anything, right? Yeah. No, no, no. I, I okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the you one. Like, that's you most like, you like, you like soccer. I like football. Yeah. Yes, I do like football. Do you actually know what team I, I uh, follow in, in like the British uh, Premier League and things like that? What like what UK uh, mm-hmm. club you follow? No, well, mm-hmm. I feel like you've probably told me at some point, but I don't. I don't remember. Uh, there's a little team called uh, United uh, that is in the same town. Oh right, yeah, <laughs> uh, Manchester. Yes, Manchester. Yes. That is true. Uh, very glad uh, in Manchester. Love Manchester uh, FC, and that's or uh, Manchester City. Okay. Or City or whatever that's a thing called. Uh, I mean, it it is it is exciting to follow a football team, and it's kind of like <laughs> to follow a, a, a team. Yesterday. Uh, I was very happy uh, because we we beat because when when they beat somebody it's we beat but when they lose it's they lose <laughs> it's very like <laughs> I I I'm I'm with them when we win but right. they lose when they lose <laughs> it's it's like every other other soccer fan but yeah we won one nil against against uh, Atletico Madrid yesterday that was fun apparently in Greece I'm just seeing this now they're cracking down on f- on football violence have you seen this no I haven't the Greek government is has brought longer prison sentences and crackdown on hardcore football supporters uh, after a 19-year-old fan was stabbed uh, oh. in a brawl. Uh, he was killed in February in the northern city of Theolokniki after violent clashes between supporters of the clubs Aris and Payok. P-A-O-K. I assume that's like an acronym. Yeah. This was the third sure. death as a result of fan violence in a three-year period in in that city alone. Yeah, that seems a little too much. <laughs> Hooliganism is a global scourge and a sad pandemic that has killed dozens of people, uh, is what the min- min- protection minister said of, of Greece. So Greece is not happy with the hooligans. I mean, it doesn't... I- don't really disagree on that either. It's like it's uh, football violence is one of those violence that I never will understand. People get very upset. I think it's about like a mob mentality thing. I don't. I don't think it's like an individual 
thing. Like, it happens here in America, especially when, like, uh, a football, well, American football team, like, wins or or loses. It really doesn't matter. Mm. And then the fans of that team e- either get really happy or really sad. <laughs> it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Uh, and then there could be riots, right? Um, and people get hurt. I, we don't call it, like, hooliganism, but it is the same... I don't know. Uh, it's the same uh, problem, I suppose. Mentality? Yeah, I think it's like... It's not like... Uh, every. It's not like one person doing... It's like a lot of people doing it, and then you feel justified, and then um, mm-hmm. once people feel justified for doing something, then uh, things start to escalate, because they're like, oh, that person smashed a window. I can pull... A- down a, a, a light pole, right? <laughs> like, and then it just escalates yeah. from there. Yeah, no, it's the only like sporting I I really like is 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 watching soccer. Like I, American football, I see once a year. Would you just see the commercials? <laughs> and more other than that, I, I I kind of watch some things during the Olympics, but I'm not like. Oh, I have to wake up at five. To well, and it's not like the, the climbing. In, in the three years in between the Olympics, <laughs> it's not like you sit there and watch any most any of those sports. And I don't think most no. everybody does either. So no, yeah, I think that's not. Uh, I don't think that's just a you thing. I mean, that you watched you The Blind Side, yeah. right? That was a football movie. Oh my gosh, The Blind Side. Yeah, so tell us a little about this. <laughs> Actually, let me, check, let me double check and see if it's still, <laughs> it's still there. Still relevant, yes. The Blind Side yep. uh, with uh, well, <laughs> Sandra, Bullock. Sandra Bullock from like 2000-something. Yes. Such an amazing movie. Maybe 2010 is my guess is when it came out. <laughs> it is still currently know. today, and it's been that yeah. way for the last, what, four days? Three days. Three days. Three yeah, days. Three, three days. The yes. Blind Side At with least. Sandra Bullock is number one on Netflix of movies in America. Why? <laughs> why? 2009. It came out in 2009. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I Why? Why? <laughs> I mean, I could understand it. It was something with Will Smith or Chris Rock, but it doesn't have Well, I think... I said at the time when we noticed it that, like, when I watched, what was the Will Smith movie, uh, King Richard, I got weird mm. blindside vibes from it. Mm-hmm. Um, That's funny. That, yeah, you did say that. And so I'm wondering whether people saw that and, and you know, the whole controversy that surrounded it and mm-hmm. was like, oh, that movie reminded me of the blindside. So I, I want to go and mm-hmm. watch that now. That's mm-hmm. my only explanation that's why a movie, such a random, yeah. ra- such a random movie from two thousand nine, <laughs> would all of a sudden be like for three days in a row number one on Netflix. It doesn't. Yeah, it makes no sense. Yeah. It really doesn't. Abs- absolutely no sense. Uh, some things that uh, uh, doesn't make any sense. War. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Ukraine northern regions say that Russian troops have mostly withdrawn. This is good. This is good. Right? Yeah. I think this is good. Uh, from northern yes. regions, we should mention. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that's not all of Ukraine, but at least in uh, near the capital, right? Yeah. 
Uh, I think the capital is is in the northern parts, if I don't re remember incorrectly. Uh, sorry, I'm seeing something from Huff Post right now. Uh, okay. The most popular movies on Netflix right now, besides The Blind Side. Uh. <laughs> so Huff and Post. This is from two days ago, also. So they were on. They okay. were noticing the same thing we were noticing. Um, uh -huh. I kind of wonder. No, they're just listing off a bunch of other movies that are on there. Okay. Yeah, why is... Okay, sorry. Ukraine. <laughs> it's I just really baffling it. to me. Because <laughs> we looked at the Norwegian one, and you didn't have the blind side anywhere. Yes. Right. <laughs> no. I didn't have it in near my top ten. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, Ukraine's okay. North, yes. northern region say Russian troops have mostly withdrawn... Uh, officials in Ukraine northern region said on Monday they there had fully withdrawn or significantly been reduced in number, leaving mines and some damaged mi military vehicles behind in the city. Ukraine has reported Russian troops running back or being pushed back uh, in the north since Russia announced last Tuesday that it would scale down its operations there, which we talked about last week. And many... Uh, leaders around the world said that this was a lie and uh, now we see that it's not a lie right mm. yeah no uh i'm 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 happy that uh it shows that uh, they actually did uh, did it did you know that senator bullock won actually an oscar for that movie yes yeah That's maybe that could be it well, that doesn't. What, what does that have to do with anything? I think mean, everybody realized a few years after that movie came out that it was racist. <laughs> yeah, that it had like some weird white savior complex shit going on in in, in the Blind Side. Yeah, because I googled why is the Blind Side so popular, <laughs> and I, and I, and I, I went to popculture.com that says decisive Sandra Bullock movie. <laughs> Number one on uh, Netflix number uh, right now. I mean, it's the ultimate movie for Karens to make them feel good about themselves. It's like... Oh, it's new on Netflix as well, look. Okay, it's still from 2009. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you, 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 you think to yourself, okay, you're a Karen... You turn on Netflix and you think to yourself, oh, I, I have absolutely nothing to watch. Oh, this Sandra Bullock movie is new. I haven't seen that. That still can't ex explain it being number one, though. Because then it would have to be that person, that Karen lady, and she would then be like, uh, to a friend, Oh, did you know The Blind Side is on Netflix? You know what mm. I mean? Yeah, that's And then that cool. person would also have to be like, Oh, I need to see The Blind... i never seen that movie before. <laughs> But uh, yeah, let's go back. <laughs> sorry, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, we are occupied with something else. But yeah, no, uh, I, I think it's good. I think it's good that uh, Russia is uh, uh, coming out. Uh, I don't think it's good I that guess... they're planting mines in the area, according to this. Uh, <coughs> Russian no. defense minister has not responded for a request for comment on previous allegations uh, and that troops are, are planting mines in civilian areas, which that, I mean, that's still an issue from, like, World War II, people are picking mines out of fields in, in different places, so mines are never 
they're just bad for everybody involved, right? Um, mm. It seems like, I guess the real definite, po like, the real thing, the real story here is Russia is fa has failed, right? I mean, that's the big mm. realization of this is, like, they're pulling yeah. out. They're like, we fucking didn't, we're, we did not take over this country. We're out of here. And I, I think that's maybe the most baffling thing about the whole thing. It's like, like, why, 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 why try it in the first place when you didn't really mean it? Uh, I mean, there's lots of different uh, theories, I guess. I mean, we thought of like why, why Putin decided to do this in the first place. What did he have to gain? What, like, mm. there were lots of different theories, but I think it just comes down to like. He, it's, uh, the Russian government or Putin weren't fighting Ukraine. This was not no. a Ukraine versus Russia battle. This was a NATO US versus Russia fight mm -hmm. that just happened to be happening on Ukrainian soil. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But yeah, maybe this, this will, maybe the war will just end. I, I would be happy about that. I mean, it's not just going to like... It's not going to be uh, a, a, a light switch isn't going to be flipped and then yeah, but I, uh, there's being reports of like since troops are leaving and people are able to kind of assess the situation in Ukraine more that like they've found uh, you know mass casualties of civilians, torture uh, rooms supposedly. Um, and different, you know, uh, possible war crimes that, uh, that is a future thing to look out for is like, um, the, uh, charging different Russian government officials, including Putin with some type of, you know, international war crime is a very good possibility in this situation. Mm. Uh, let's go to uh, another place in the world that I don't really want to be in right now uh, where the Taliban is uh, they are a bunch of nice people that never has done anything weird or bad aren't they? yeah their religion is totally not um, weird and <laughs> misogynistic in any way no 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 not them. I don't even think misogynistic is like a far enough. <laughs> it's worse than misogynistic. They're right. just terrible. Yeah. Um, the Taliban announced on Sunday a ban of cultivation of narcotics in Afghanistan. From mm. Afghanistan is the world's biggest opium producer, by the way. Mm. Mm. Uh, as per decree of the supreme leader of the Islamic emirates of afghanistan all afghans are informed that from now on cultivation of poppies has been strictly prohibited uh, according to the taliban supreme leader if anybody violates the decree the crop will be destroyed immediately and the violator will be treated accordingly uh, uh this order is uh, accordingly to sharia law even mm. Uh, yeah, drug control has been one of the major demands of the international community of the Islamic group, which took over the country in August, and is seeking formal international recognition uh, to... Uh, this is an attempt to wind back sanctions that are heavily hampering banking, business, and development of the country. Right. 
I I wonder if the drug on the war on drugs. This is just a just a, a thought. Uh, more or less created Taliban. Last time the Taliban did this in 2000, we've even talked about this on the show, the U.S. government mm. gave them money. Hmm. <laughs> so, uh... Mm. Yes. Uh, right here, the Taliban banned poppy pro- production uh, at the end of the last rule in 2000 as they sought international legit- legitimacy but faced a popular backlash... Uh, and later mostly changed their stance. Um, <coughs> Taliban sources told Reuters they're anticipating resistance from some elements within the country, uh, a surge of farmers uh, are against this, obviously, because they, I mean, that's their livelihood, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I mean, another thing is, there was no problem with poppy production when America was was controlling it, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> what? America controlled it? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, when before the takeover of Afghanistan, uh, we were controlling all of this poppy production, and at the same time, there was an, a massive increase in opioid addiction yeah. in America uh, also. So hmm. my guess is what's going to happen here, if history is any indication... Uh, the U.S. government is going to give them money to subsidize them for not producing this, uh, or for to start them producing a small amount of poppies to sell specifically to America. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Better plant your own opium. I I think it, well, like the thing about it. Number one, Afghanistan is like very. The climate is perfect for the plant. That's why they grow mm-hmm. so much there, um, obviously. But I think the whole thing here is they're doing this as a ploy to hold back their commodity from America, so that America has to go has to come to the negotiation table, right? Mm. Here's someone that I believe is on crack, Hillary Clinton. <laughs> you think she's on crack? I feel that and like crack isn't sometimes. even an opiate, so they're like those, those, yeah. those things are like way off from each other, but sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Hillary Clinton and Democrats settle uh, uh, still this year uh, election case for. One hundred and thirteen thousand dollars. That's not a lot for Hillary Clinton. Yeah, that's not anything. Yeah. Uh, Why so little? The 2016 presidential campaign of Hillary Clinton and the and the DNC have agreed to pay one hundred and thirteen thousand to settle a federal election commission investigation into whether they violated campaign finance law by misreporting spending on research that eventually became the Steele dossier. According to documents sent Tuesday, uh, which had filed an administrative complaint, sorry, burp, which had filed an administrative complaint in 2018, according to Democrats, uh, the Clinton campaign hired Perkins Coy, which then hired Fusion GPS, a research and intelligence firm, to conduct opposition research 
on then-Republican candidate Donald Trump's ties to Russia. But the FEC's forum, uh, forums, the Clinton campaign classified the legal spend, oh, the spending as legal services. Um, by intentionally obscuring the payments, though, Perkins Coy failed to public, publicly disclose the true purpose of those payments. The campaign and the DNC were able to avoid public uh, publicly reporting uh, the FEC required uh, forms. Uh, the fact that they were paying Fusion GPS to perform opposition research on Trump with the intent to influence the outcome of the election, uh, the Clinton campaign and the D DNC had argued that the payments had been described accurately, uh, but agreed, according to the documents, to settle without conceding to avoid legal costs. So, mm. so they, this is a settlement. Like, they didn't... Mm, no, nobody said anybody was uh, legally liable in this situation. They they settled out of court, obviously. Yeah, I think uh, probably she should have, uh, or they should have gotten more. Um, considering. But that's me. How? How this all went down? Um when you think about the situation we're now in with Ukraine, mm -hmm. how this all went down, uh, the just lies of the Steele dossier, which people still mm -hmm. to this day consider to be true. Mm -hmm. um, the tapes. Mm -hmm. All that, and just anything that was in it, that was the basis of all, all this Russia phobia that we're now living in. And that is a direct uh, correlation to, like, Trump putting sanctions on Russia um, before everything with Ukraine uh, due to this, mm. which wasn't real. And that caused uh, struggles as far as diplomacy between the United States and America, or the United States mm. and Russia. Uh, diplomacy was getting worse because of this Steele dossier report and the Hillary Clinton everything as far as she was mm. blaming. It it wasn't that she was a terrible candidate, uh, and that's why tr Trump won. It was the Russians, right? Um, how much of that put into context now that we know that this was clearly fake? Uh, mm. How much of that w affected uh, the situation enough to put us in the situation we are now with Russia, right? Right, and I, I, I think the answer to that is probably a lot, to be 110% fair, because I, I, I do think that, we always said this as, uh, uh, many, many times as well, as like, I, I feel like she's gone away with murder, almost, like, and like, nobody fucking cares, like, Nobody cares that uh, they did this, and nobody is reporting on it because, like, everybody believes the Russia Gate story, and everything is based on upon lies and lies and lies and lies. And I'm I'm so fucking tired of it, and this proves once and for all how correct people that 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 were on that side was. They're just like, stop it, stop with the lying, stop with the fucking. Uh, deceiving yourself and uh, look at this 
uh, thing. They didn't pay this just because they wanted to. They they paid a hundred and thirteen thousand. I think that is disgracefully little for. I mean, that's the, the combination damage they did. That's a combination between the DNC and the Clinton campaign. It says the Clinton yes, campaign yeah. agreed to pay eight thousand dollars. The yeah, DNC paid. $105,000. So the yeah. Clinton campaign paid basically noth nothing. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I I personally think that is a disgrace. I think it's a shit, shit decision. Uh, and the Steele dossier was a report compiled by a former British spy. Uh, the Democrats... It was financed by the Democrats and included salacious allegations about Trump's conduct in Russia. The allegations about the ties between Trump uh, campaign and Russia came from this document. Documents have shown the FBI invest, invested significant resources in attempting to corroborate the dossier and relied substantially on obtaining surveillance warrants uh, through, uh, through that. I, I, yeah, it's... The dossier has always been uh, put out there as like something that this is the smoking, this is the big thing, but it's been proven false over and over again, and yet people can't mm. accept it. It's very weird. Yeah, I think people want to live in this narrative that like, uh, Amer like there's this American exceptionalism, like America's perfect, like we're. In America, we're brought up to believe, like, America's the best. America's great. And so when something happens, like Trump getting into office, people can't accept it. And so they go, uh, well, that wouldn't happen in America regularly. So it must be that we're being invaded by the Russians. And so it becomes this, like, weird, you know what I'm saying? Uh, they, they, they want to accept it because they don't want to accept the, uh, the, the other side of the truth, right? There's a... Uh... There's a, a book that I really want to recommend that kind of goes with this and then the next thing we are going to talk about. It is called Laptop from Hell, Hunter Biden, Big Tech, The Dirty Secrets the President Tried to Hide by Miranda Devine. Very, very, very good uh, book. Very interesting book. Okay. That I re recommend. Is it a pair? Is it available? That's what I was about to... Is it uh, available on Audible... Uh, <laughs> trial.com forward slash ADC by any chance? It is. You can go to trial.com slash ADC and listen to Laptop from Hell, as I did. For but free, I, yeah, if I, you use our code. For free, yeah. Uh, because Washington Post calls for media reckoning on accurate and relevant Hunter Biden stories. The Washington Post is Funny. arguing that press and major social media platforms should learn a lesson on how allegations of corruption against the president's son were treated when they first surfaced in 2020. For now, what is more compelling uh, than the assorted accusations about the Biden's behavior is why confirmation of the story that first surfaced in the fall of 2020 are only emerging now, the Post said. Mm -hmm. When the New York when the New York Post published its blockbuster exclusive of contents of the laptop, said to have been abandoned in a Delaware repair shop, uh, the yeah. mainstream media organizations balked at running with the same narrative. Social media companies, uh, including Twitter, even took greater caution when allegations against uh, corruption hit. 
Twitter blocked the story altogether, pointing to a policy against hack materials, and then suspended the New York Post account for even sharing it. Mm-hmm. Facebook downranked the story in the algorithms uh, and the user's nude feed, news feeds for fear that it was based on misinformation. The series of events has prompted allegations of a cover-up, or at best a double standard in the treatment uh, of conservatives and liberal politicians. So, yeah, I, 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 I think the whole Hunter Biden thing is extremely, extremely interesting. I, I think there's so much there that we will never, 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 never find out. Well, there for a long time. Uh, the laptop people said it was it was all a, literally they said it was a Russian hoax that it was mm-hmm. a Russian disinformation when it re- first came out that was the the line that everybody had everybody at MSNBC CNN any kind of uh, that side of news was that oh this isn't real this is a hundred percent fake it do- doesn't even exist uh, the guy at the at the computer shop is lying. He's a Trump supporter. We found out that guy isn't actually a Trump supporter, by the way. Um, right. <laughs> he, and it ruined his life for doing this, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so I think like they like this article from Washington Post is pointing out like the story. It like it's definitely a story of corruption uh, and double standards as far as like this guy this guy is the son of the president but at the same time mm. seeing the mainstream media just all kind of know at the same time that this is the line we're going to use to defend him even though mm. we don't necessarily know if it's true or not we're instantly going to go out and say this is fake you see some mm-hmm. kind of collusion between the Democrats and those news organizations. I mean, it's very clear that that's happening, right? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there was a very coordinated way to to censor uh, this 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 whole uh, laptop, and it's it's fitting that that <laughs> the title of the book is called "Laptop from Hell" because it really, really is. <laughs> it, 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 well, was, some uh, people fell in love with Hunter Biden uh, from the thirst trap pictures that came off that laptop. So <laughs> that's true. But uh, yeah, no, uh, the New York's po- uh, Post coverage was just uh, yeah. It was well, the New chilling. the New York Post is not a reputable news. It's the it's like the Sun of America. You know what I mean? It's not a reputable right. uh, source necessarily, but. Um, that doesn't mean they should be censored in the way they were for a story that no. uh, they had um, backed up with accurate information, right? So Right, yeah, yeah. But I think at the time, it was also there... This goes back to the whole Hillary Clinton Steele dossier thing, is we're wrapped up in this whole concept of, like, Russian disinformation, and they were able mm-hmm. to use that as a veil over over this during the election, and the reason they did that was to keep, you know, Joe Biden clean to try to get him elected. They denied this was real and said, oh, it's Russian disinformation, and this all comes mm. back to, like... Uh, that works to like uh, politically for the Democrats, but it also puts us in a, a global war, possible uh, nuclear <laughs> against the nuclear power. Right. Where do you see uh, like uh, uh, them being now? 
without having a uh, gem there to like talk his talk him, uh, him up after she quits. Oh, Jen Saki, right. Uh, sorry, yeah. I was ready for the... Well, we'll do that story afterwards. You skipped the story, but that's fine. This works better oh. because um, I got a good transition. I mean, in Washington Post, uh, the whole story is kind of about how the media uh, covered for Hunter Biden because the media wanted to get Joe Biden elected. I mean, that's the whole thing here, mm-hmm. right? That, so it, it puts into context that, like, the Democratic Party and MSNBC and CNN, they're all working together. They're all It's all one big club, and you're not in it, as George Carlin mm-hmm. says, right? Uh, well, Jen Psaki is leaving the White House for a job at MSNBC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that pre- doesn't prove anything. That, yeah, that Not doesn't me. like <laughs> that yeah, doesn't make everybody doesn't... go. Hmm. No. Maybe mm. this is just one big revolving door where it's like. <laughs> mm. By the way, she was also worked for the Obama administration before this. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, after serving yeah. as a White House press press secretary for more than a year. Jen Psaki will be leaving the Biden administration for MSNBC, where she will serve as a host and on-air expert. Okay. The departure, I uh, mean, first reported by yeah. Axios, is expected uh, later this spring. I mean, she has more charisma and uh, guts than our president, so... Why do you say that? Uh, because I mean it. Well, first of all, you said our president, and that's just weird because you're Norwegian. Um, <laughs> and I don't know why she would, why she has more guts than the. I don't. She's she's a paid liar. That's like what she gets paid to do is lie. That's what a press secretary's yeah. job is is to lie. Yeah. And now MSNBC yeah. was like, "Wow, she is such a good liar. We should hire her." <laughs> but then, nobody sees. Nobody is concerned at all about that. Just that no. little bit of. <laughs> No, 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 no ra- alarm bells needed at all for that, come on. And I'm not saying uh, any specific lie, I'm saying her job as a press secretary, a press secretary's mm. job in any situation, whether she's a Democrat or a Republican, the job of a press secretary is literally to lie for the president. That's, uh, that's their job, so. I liked her. I I have always li- liked her. I think she's a scumbag, and I like scumbags. Sure, I'm just saying, I, I, she probably in real life is a fine woman, probably <laughs> wonderful, could hang out with whatever, but that's what she gets paid to do, is lie. And now MSNBC yeah. is hiring her to, to lie. Right. Right. So what did I skip? Uh, the IAPCC... Uh, what is this, the International or Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change uh, has released on Monday its latest report, which found that nations are falling short of their pledges to reduce greenhouse ga- gases emissions. While technology exists uh, to stay below 1.5 degrees Celsius on average, the goal that virtually every nation agreed to in 2015 Paris Climate Agreement uh Current policies put the world's trajectory towards at least twice as much warming as uh, as they as you know as they want. Obviously, the IPCC okay. report includes 278 authors from 65 countries 
and reviewed over 18,000 scientific papers. According to the findings, uh, the global greenhouse gas emissions that's uh, half need to start dropping by 2025 and go down 43% uh, of current levels by 2030. Achieving that requires ambitious sanctions uh, against certain countries such as uh, the United States, the European Union, and China. So. Hmm. Yeah, that will be interesting to see. Uh, it's not going to happen. Spoiler alert. Without a dramatic shift, uh, they warned, we are in fast track to climate disaster, major cities underwater, unprecedented heat waves around the world, terrifying storms, widespread water shortages, and extinctions of millions of species of both plants and animals. Uh, yep. Never, ever going to happen. The, the world is under... Uh, people are not willing to change. Uh, but the pathway to avert the catastrophe is now clear rapid redesign of the power sector and to rely on renewable energy switch transportation and heating uh, to electric systems and capture carbon dioxide from smokestacks uh, before it reaches the atmosphere so I mean we have concepts of what we need to do it's just like people don't want to spend the extra money to save the world, but like at the same time you're not going to have a world. I think that's the whole thing. You're not going to have a world if you keep doing that. If I save the world, do you remember that? (laughs) No, it's... uh, Uh, Well, yes, I uh, do remember that. Who was that? Oh, it's a Nas song. Yes, it it was. If I ruled the world... But it's probably like a clip from some other actual, like, 70s song or something. Nas always did like a you know, he clipped out stuff, uh, very cool stuff, so. Yeah, we love us. But uh, we don't have to worry about climate change, look, because uh, the aliens are coming to save us. Yeah, they're coming to save us, or maybe not, because UFOs, <laughs> No. according to a 1,500-page report, left radiation burns, unaccounted for pregnancies, uh, says the new report. Encounters with the UFOs have left uh, Americans suffering from radiation burns, brain and nervous system damage, and even unaccounted for pregnancies, according to a massive database of U.S. government reports recently made public through a Freedom of Information request. The database of documents includes more than 1,500 pages of UFO material, uh, a secret of U.S. Department of Defense program that ran from 2007 to 2012, uh, the Air- Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program, which we've talked about a little bit in the past, despite er- mm. never being declassified or being classified as a secret uh, group, it only became known to the public in 2017 when a former programmer, des- program director, redesigned, uh, oh, resigned from the Pentagon and re- released several now infamous videos, which those are the ones that were released to uh, what? Blink-182 group, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Tom... Tom something. Uh, the drummer from yeah. Blink-182. Yes. Um, <laughs> the cache of documents includes reports of biological e- effects on UFO sightings on humans. Studies of, of advanced technologies such as invisibility cloaks, 
a plan for deep space exploration and colonization, and some portions of the document were withheld in part for privacy and confidentiality concerns. Yeah. Did you hear what I just said? Yes. They were studying Sorry. invisibility cloak uh, yeah. and advanced technologies, which means yeah. they were looking at Robots. actual UFOs, is what that says to me. Yes. Meaning and also have they have a downed UFO, or, or they have some type of UFO to study, right? That's what that would indicate. <laughs> I mean, uh, you need Area 51 and 52 and 53 to look at, at all these aliens. So. The report describes alleged in injuries to human observers of anomalous advanced aerospace systems, some of which may have been a threat to U.S. interests, according to the document. So also what they're saying is people who observed these craft were hurt by it, uh, by the, I don't know, the electromagnetism of it, or uh, I don't know. But they're saying, like, people were physically harmed by these crafts uh, that they don't know what they are. Like, this is saying not only do we know that people were possibly abducted and uh, impregnated by these mm. by these things but that the uh, uh, they possibly have one of these crafts because they're doing research on it right so I wonder I think personally they have uh, 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 kind of I think they have alien technology and they try to uh, put in like invest uh, invisible uh, cloaks and things like that in Harry Potter to like have it. What did it? Well, what do you call it? Like pre pre warn us. Oh, you know uh, that conspiracy theory. Um. Yeah, I know what you're <coughs> saying. I don't remember what it's called. Yes. Uh. But yeah, Wherever where where they are. put things in films and TV to like. Mm -hmm. uh, that they know we're going to become a thing it. to normalize it to yes. the rest of society. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't think uh, Harry Potter necessarily has to do with that, but maybe other things. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Why not? Could be. Uh, it says here, the report concludes that there is sufficient evidence to support a hypothesis that some advanced systems are already deployed and opaque to full U.S. understanding. So. Mm. We are just fools. That is true. I'm a fool. <laughs> I don't, I, are you a fool? I've always kind of felt that uh, there was something going on, you know, with uh, mm. with the UFO thing, and um, I don't. We're gonna have to see what comes out of this, but. I, I have a feeling that these declassified documents we're going to hear more about because this just happened yesterday. I think once because it's over a thousand pages. Once people actually start going through this stuff, we might get more more uh, interesting information. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I like to fight for freedom. Do you like to fight for freedom? Uh, I like to fight for my right to party. Party. Mm hmm. To party. Well, uh, Trump is going to tell the truth. We are the Freedom Fighters. 
This is Trump with Trump tells the truth. Today's segment is very easy. I'm gonna ask one big question. Where the fuck is the Freedom Fighters? For the last many years, well, I don't know how many, I see people put posing with guns in the United States. Posing like the homosexuals. They need like 10, 20, 50 guns. Even when they go to Walmart, they need assault rifles. If you try to stop them from you having them, they just buy more assault rifles. As, yeah, I, I, I don't know the fucking reason why, but stupidity has its own level. They don't want to listen to that wrong their saint, Ronald Reagan. Not at all approved of those big military assault rifles. He wanted them banned. But you cannot call Ronald Reagan a socialist. Even by today's standards in the Republican Party, he would look like one. When the Ukraine war started, a lot of people wanted to go to the area of Ukraine to fight for Ukrainian people. Norwegians that I know want to take up weapons. They want to defend freedom and democracy. Well, that should be a beautiful opportunity, shouldn't it? Shouldn't it be the best opportunity in the world? But I haven't seen any redneck, fuck-up, trailer park trash taken up a gun for Ukraine. Not fucking one. It can be two reasons. The main reason is when you're going to serve in an army, you need some military experience and you have to be valuable they can use you just happen to say that you like to shoot for democracy and have a big fucking gun and you will driving around on yeah everywhere you drive around with your big fucking stupid gun and posing bullshit on facebook will not help in a fucking war it will not it will only put other people in danger and you're gonna be shot. Somebody thinks that would be okay, but even if I don't like people, I don't want them to be killed. Not at all. The second reason I do know is they are really cowards. They are bullshitters. They don't dare to do anything. And they never can do anything either. This is not like the Ukrainian military. If America started getting raided, these morons would not stand a fucking chance. Many of them receive the opportunity to earn some money because their capitalist god or something would... Yeah, they would find out something. So they will not defend America and they will not defend anyone else either. It's not like the people in Europe say like, oh shit, most Americans are armed. We are so fucking afraid they're gonna come. We're afraid for your professional military, not the fucking moron with the loser's flag from the, the war you lost in the 1860s. We're not afraid of them. They are just waste. Waste are going to be shot very soon. Because if they come to Europe, <laughs> yeah, I don't even think the fucking alarm would go off. I don't know, but some of them can speak to me, or they can answer this segment and ask, and ask, and ask yourself why why are you not joining why are you not fighting why don't you do anything serious you can you have the chance now 
you can talk to the Ukrainian officials and do something. People who are hackers in the United States from Anonymous, they do something, they do even fucking more things than you ever, rednecks, fuck-ups, whatever do. Conservative trailer park shitholes. Go and fuck yourself. This war and other wars is going to come out of it will show one thing. The real people who fight for freedom and fucking losers. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a nice day. Thank you, Tron, as always. Thank you, Tron. Uh, TV, I have seen a lot of wrestling. Uh, I guess we'll talk about that. We, we could talk about okay. that first. I mean, there's no reason not to. It was it was <sighs> WrestleMania weekend. We talked about it last week, so... Yeah. Uh, first, I saw... Uh, in what order did I watch it? I watched uh, uh, NXT Stand and Deliver. Because that was, funny enough, it, it was sent live like 6 o'clock my time. Oh. So, on Friday... Oh, oh, yeah. Saturday. Saturday. Six o'clock yeah. your time. That would be like mm-hmm. the middle of the night here. It was perfect. It was like, oh. I just don't understand who was watching it here. That's my question, but sure. I, I mean, it works out great for it. you. Yeah. Um, then I tried to watch night one. I really, really, really tried. But five minutes before it started, I was like, I'm too tired. I just can't. <laughs> so... The day after I watched night one, uh, that was good. But night two, I actually woke up a little too late. Uh, but uh, maybe like 10 minutes? I don't think we missed the... anything. Yeah. It was more like 20. But yeah. It was like one uh, match. But... We missed the first match. That's whatever that means. Yeah. Yeah, we, we saw the end of the last the first match. Yes, exactly. So it. It probably around yeah. 15 or 20 minutes, because that's usually how long yeah. that is, yeah. Uh, and uh, then we saw all of night two. That was really, really good. Very, very fun. Uh, I, 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 I thought of... the wrestling. I, all in all, it was pretty mid tier to me. I mean, I think the last match was very lackluster. Like, it felt what? like they were rushing to get out in time in that last match. Like, uh, well, do you know what happened? Roman got hurt. Oh, is the, so, so they were rushing to get out for a different reason, but it did feel like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I think we, the Johnny Knoxville match was probably the best part of the second so night. So fun. Yeah. Just because it's a comedy, comedy bit. Um, I mean, some of it totally went wrong. The mouse trap, the giant <laughs> mouse trap gag, like he got in the way of the thing and it hit Johnny Knoxville before it hit. Uh, Sami Zayn, um, so it kind of looked mm. goofy, and then he had trouble pulling the lever on the the uh, spring-loaded boot, so like it looked goofy when he actually did it. But I mean, all in all, it was still funny, right? So that, I think that was yeah. my highlight of the night. I don't know about you. Yeah, no, that was definitely my highlight of tonight as well. Yeah, I don't. Pat McAfee match was nothing. That was maybe the most... I think we were kind of impressed by his uh, athletic ability, though, for not being yeah. like an actual oh, yeah, wrestler. Yeah. He seemed... He he could do a couple backflips uh, off the top rope and things like that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
it was fine. What? I felt like uh, after not watching WWE for a number of years, I didn't miss anything, which is probably not great. <laughs> I think that's more or less accurate. I saw Raw today because I was like, oh, cool. I, I need to see the Raw after SmackDown. Or, or after WrestleMania. Right. WrestleMania, yeah. Absolutely nothing happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got advertised to watch it, probably because I had watched WrestleMania, you know, so they probably were like, oh, I think they even sent me a text message from Peacock, hey, Raw's coming on, but I don't know, I I wasn't that interested. I mean, what was the cliffhanger from WrestleMania that really made you want to, like, go watch Raw, you know what I mean? Like, what was the... Yeah, nothing. Nothing, yeah, so... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's see, Uh, I saw... Did you watch The Outlaws? I did. Holy crap, this is a good show. What? <laughs> How? <laughs> I have seen all but the last episode because I had to fall. Like, I stayed up way too late watching the show last night. I should not be. I, I'm way tireder than I should be right now because I was yeah. watching The Outlaws last night. I, I've also seen all. <laughs> what a surprise. So uh, we kind of have to tell this from the beginning. We were we were watching Halo and uh, Luke were like watching in different channels and he's like, have you heard about this show? What show? Well, uh, who's the main guy again? Um, well, there isn't really, well, the, the main character is the girl, but uh, yeah, the but biggest the, actor, the, I guess, would probably be uh, Christopher Walken, but I guess... Christopher mm, Walken, yes. The one British <laughs> guy with the glasses, he's... Like nowadays, he's probably just famous, as big of an yeah, yeah as uh, especially in in the UK. Uh, yeah, so we're watching. I guess from the beginning, we were watching uh, Halo, and I was watching it on Amazon. And Amazon was mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I think it was right after we got done with the show. It was it recommended me. You know, you know, it says, uh, do you want to watch this next?' And they recommended me the Outlaws." And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, Christopher Walken in, like, a brand new TV show? So we go, mm-hmm. I go look it up, and I realize, oh, this is a British show. Uh, and it says it just came out this week. It's this brand new show on Amazon. And we look it up, and it's not, it's this movie came, or this TV show came out in November on, like, BBC. Of last year. Of last yes. year. And, mm-hmm. it's, and we're going, like, uh... Why are they advertising it as a brand new show? And not only that, it's strange that neither of us have heard of it because we know we generally kind of keep track of all the shows that are happening, right? And you would think Mm. we would have heard of this. Uh, Stephen Merchant is the guy, the guy with the glasses, right? Stephen Merchant, yeah. Stephen Merchant and uh, Christopher Walken, and then a whole bunch of other uh, very good actors. The the story of this is there's a. community center that's being fixed up I guess is a good place to start Mm -hmm. and these people who are doing community service because they've all done crimes of some type each person did a different kind of petty crime enough that you need to get community service they all uh, they all meet up together at at this thing Uh, one of them a younger guy ends up getting involved with a gang who he steals money for or and he hides it in the community center. Some of the other people find it, right? And then it goes from there as far as the gang members want their money back and uh, they have to figure out who has it, right? Yep. I don't think that's ruining anything. 
Um, but no. the way they the inner the the way it's edited and written as far as storyline wise, so it's so good because uh, it almost felt like Lost because they go they do yeah. these things like in Lost yep. where like you don't really know all that much about this character and then they go back and do a whole like thirty <laughs> minute bit just about that backstory of that character specifically, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and then, but yeah, not no, only I, do they do the backstory, it also kind of reveals something about the bigger story. Yeah, mm. it's so good. I'd like I I I I I I watched uh, one episode. And I was like, yeah, I I was like flabbergasted uh, about the writing, the the acting. Uh, yeah, the jokes are very very funny, very very British, but it also feels like. British uh, humor with some American in it. Well, what I noticed about this is the camera is not like a BBC British. Like you can tell when it's a BBC show because of how the camera, mm. the camera quality looks. This looked like mm -hmm. American style camera work. That's maybe what I was thinking. Right. Uh, um, which I noticed. Def, uh, definitely 100%. I was like, because you, I don't know how to describe it, but there's this UK quality of, of TV show camera, mm. and then there's the US quality of a TV show camera, and I don't know how to describe it other than this was the US version. Um, Can I just say that this would probably be in my list of the best TV shows of last year, if I knew that it existed? Right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know how we... That's the, the craziest part is somehow we missed it, right? I don't know. I give. I have one more episode, so I don't know how far more I could go, but I'm going to give it a 9. I'm going to give it a 9.5, so, yeah. Okay. Should Almost I do something perfect. else? And then you yes, can... Yes, please. Trivia Quest on Netflix? Okay. It's a trivia game on Netflix. It's not a TV show, really. Uh, it's okay. literally you go through it. I thought it was gonna be like a t like um like a choose your own adventure type TV show with trivia, where like you you would go through and do trivia, and that would decide how the story goes. Right? You would think that that that's what I thought it was gonna be because trivia quest, like you're questing for something. Mm -hmm. There's no quest. It's just trivia. You just go in there and it's like. Uh, what movie uh, was uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in in nineteen ninety six or something like that? You know, it's like literally just right. trivia questions, and then it gives you a score, uh, and you go through it and do trivia. If you enjoy doing trivia things, it's kind of fun, I guess. I mean, it's not a TV show, it's not a movie, it's a game. This is a game on Netflix. Uh. So in that yeah, sense, I don't know how to score Norway. it as a TV show, really. Yeah. yeah. Sadly, we don't get this in Norway. I've heard about this, but uh, yeah. It's... Remember You Don't Know Jack? Yes. It's that, but not as funny. <laughs> so I'm going to okay. give it a... I'll give it a, a 4.5. I didn't really like the animation. That's another thing. Was it bad animation or what? It just looked cheap and like uh, re repeated. Like they repeated a bunch of the animation over and over again instead of like uh, doing new things. Like uh, the title sequence, they used the same title thing each time. They just changed the 
the f- um, okay. the words of the title, but it's the same exact animation, if that makes sense. So it's just cheap. Yeah. Did you watch this Rat in the Kitchen? I did on TBS. Yes, on TBS. Uh, have you ever seen uh, the TV show uh, 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 where they have to try to find uh, the undercover uh, in a guy that tries to like uh, destroy their tasks? The mall. The mall. Did you ever watch the mall? I don't think so. Was that American? Yes. I mean, there was a movie that was a documentary called The Mole. That's what I'm thinking of, but... Yeah, no. So, this is The Mole, but uh, just uh, uh, in the kitchen instead. Oh, I so was thinking it was are... the, the YouTube chan- channel D- Jubilee, is what I was thinking it was. Or or, <laughs> or The Cut, but they're basically the same channel. So. Kind of. Except but a yeah, cooking uh, show. The... Yeah. Yes, it's a cooking show where they're trying to gather a lot of money, but uh, one of them is a rat uh, that wants to destroy everything for the other people. Uh, did you get who it was uh, in the first episode? Uh, I no. I, uh, but yeah. I think they did that, like, they specifically edited it in a way to make you not even suspect that person, right? Like, I'm yeah, feeling that the way they edited it, they they focused on, oh, these two people are are definitely it. And it's like, you didn't mm. give me enough information to even know that that guy was the mole in the editing. So I had a problem mm. with that. I don't know about if you understand that or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's, it's, it's a who's done it uh, with cooking. <laughs> well, it's a cooking competition <laughs> show where there's a chef who at the end of the show will judge the food and say whether it's good or not and he'll give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down but mm. the whole thing is there's one person out of how many were there eight i want to say there's eight six six oh yeah six. six uh one of them is trying to ruin the dish or dishes mm. i should say and everybody mm. else is trying to make a good dish and if the dish gets ruined and gets a thumbs down uh the pot the money there's like a pot of a certain amount of money i think it was 50,000? That sounds Something about right, because like there yeah. was 26. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, the money, if it gets a thumbs down, goes to the rat. And if the, the rat, money goes... Yeah. If the dish gets a thumbs up, it goes to, to the group. And whoever... Mm-hmm. This is where the Jubilee part of it definitely comes in. Uh, if the rat... Uh, the rat gets a certain amount of money at the end, or the group gets a certain amount of money at the end, if they then... Uh, all what uh, vote on who the rat is if they dis- if they vote the rat who- if enough people vote for the rat then they win the money see this is another right. problem I had with it the rules of this are way too convoluted <laughs> <laughs> I agree <laughs> it's too confusing there's too many rules it's too yes yeah like you could simplify this and and it would be way better but uh mm. It's still kind of fun. I don't know. What do you think? I gave it a five. That's exactly I what I gave it. So okay. I mean, it's 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 nothing. I'm going to like go out of my way to to watch, but it's not something I'm going to turn off either if it's on my TV. It's just way too confused. 
confusing as far as like yeah. I mean it's it's simple but also really confusing I guess um, mm-hmm. it feels like they decided oh we're gonna make a show like Jubilee but we're gonna do a cooking show and they started mm-hmm. doing it and realized there were all these problems with it and so they started making a rule for each problem that ended up coming mm. and then the rules just kept building and building to the point where like <laughs> you know what i mean that the rules were just all over the place and there's no and then, no nobody the could understand yeah. what was happening um yeah still fun though 5 yeah um how we roll Okay. Another show that I fell in love with this week. Did you not see this? Nope. It was on CBS. Uh, apparently, based on a true story of a guy who was just a middle-class dude and uh, decided one day... Well, he was a middle-class dude who was a fairly good bowler and decided that he wanted to take a shot at being a professional bowler. Right. Uh, so the first episode is mostly about him losing his job uh, at a factory and then his wife being like him and his wife kind of being like, maybe you should take a shot at being a bowler because you're good at it and there's nothing to lose right now because you just lost your job. Uh, you know, there's no you don't really have any prospects, so you might as well take take a chance. Uh, that's the first episode. Hmm. But it's apparently based on a true story of a bowler, uh, let me see, Tom Smallwood. Uh, it's starring Pete Holmes uh, as the main character. This made me get all nostalgia-feely, uh, to be honest. It feels like a 90s sitcom. You'll hate it. It's got a laugh track. It's very sitcom-y. Oh, oh, oh. Um, but I loved it. I'm going to give it a 8.5. Mm. Uh, I just felt... Mm. I, I got all the warm, tingly, nostalgia feelies from this, so uh, I really liked it. And so the, the jokes are also very funny. So. Laugh check. Uh. <laughs> right. It, yeah, it was. it's weird to have a, uh. a sitcom with a laugh track based on a true story. Yeah. Isn't that... Like, yeah. I, have you ever heard of that before? The first no, time for me. No. It just, that, just that makes me want to watch it, though. Mm-hmm. Interesting concept. Yeah, I can't, like, yeah. but when you think about it, what other, like, uh, true story, like, true crime thing could you do and make it a sitcom, right? Oh, they have some good actors in this. Huh? Yeah, Pete, Pete Holmes is a very good comedy actor. Yeah. Julia White, who is she in? Yeah. Well, I mean, sorry, what was she in? She was in, God, I want to say, oh, Grace Under Fire. That's what I remember yes. from, from the 90s. Yeah, and so yeah. they're okay. more 90s feels for sure. Like that oh. sitcom era of like Grace Under Fire and uh, the Family Matters and all those things, like those kind of sitcoms. Mm. It, it feels like one of those, which I really enjoy uh, mm. about it. Cool. What else? Uh, the last thing I saw, Fairly Odd Parents. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Return. You talked about this. So I have never seen the original. What was the cartoon? So can you ex- yeah, can you explain to me what it is? Uh, it was about a boy who uh, gets a pair of uh, fairy godparents that help him in life as he's going through childhood that's the cartoon 
and they're wacky okay. and they can kind of like create things out of thin air uh, and nobody else can see them but he can see them so that's where like the uh. comedy comes in um and so in okay. but in this version uh, he's all grown up and he's passing on his uh, fairy godparents to his cousin niece something like that um younger younger person and uh <coughs> but this is all live action is the weird part uh it feels very weird <laughs> it feels disney channel for sure okay is it this thing uh no this is paramount plus so cb this is oh, also okay. cbs because paramount plus cbs oh nickelodeon mm. nickelodeon i think now is owned by <coughs> paramount sorry I think, geez, uh, oh yeah, right, they merged because CBS All Access became Paramount Plus, remember? Mm. Yeah, so Nickelodeon uh, type show. I don't know, it's uh, it's definitely for kids, but it, but it's weird because it's aiming at people who watched The Fairly Odd Parents, clearly, who are not kids. Mm. So uh, I guess it's for families of people who watched Fairly Odd Parents, if that makes sense. Okay. Uh, I and give when it a, was the original out? Sorry? When was the original out? Fairly Odd Parents? Uh, I don't know. And, yeah. Uh, probably beginning of the 2000s is my guess. Let me look it up. Okay. 2001. So yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's an old cartoon. It came out a long time ago, but it was on for, it says, 10 seasons, 172 episodes. So. Okay. It, was, it was out for uh, 10 years, probably, something like that. Wow. I don't know. This I'd probably give. Uh, I'll give it a. Th I'll give it a four. I suppose. I mean, like, I didn't get. I remember watching Fairly Odd Parents, but not like mm. Mm, religiously or anything. It wasn't like my favorite show. Uh, some people like it a lot more than I do. This was just awkward because of the live action part of it, I guess. So mm. yeah. Do you need to have watched uh, the original to? Understand what's it, going on. It would probably help, but I don't think it's really that important. <laughs> okay, so I could watch it. Yeah, I think if you even just like watched, if you looked up intro of Fairly Odd Parents, like the original, and watched the mm. intro thing that kind of explains the story of the cartoon, and then watch this, you would. That's enough catching up. That yeah. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> that isn't a lot. No, I mean uh, you just kind of have to know the concept of the original show. Yeah. Yeah. So why were we watching of, of uh, other shows when we were watching Halo 2, Luke? Because we're definitely going to cover that in the future, right? 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 Uh, I don't think we're going to cover more of Halo, uh, because Halo <laughs> is a bad show. Uh, but episode 2 Halo is called is boring. Unbound. John takes Quan to an old friend and learns more about the mystery object, which the Covenant and Maquis are determined to steal. With the alien threat growing, Dr. Halsey has a plan to uh, plan to deal with John's unpredictable behavior. Okay. I mean, I cool. remember all that happening, but... Uh, yeah. That literally, like, what they described is what happened and nothing else, so I don't know what else yeah. to say. Like, there was this scene where they go to, like, an asteroid uh, that has a civilization on it, I guess, that... I think we determined probably was in a different dimension, right? From, like, right. the original uh, first episode. Like, he went through a yeah. wormhole. So he either he 
he, I don't know, he could have just traveled through space, I suppose, but uh, it seemed like they were in a whole different world. I mean, the part where they go down on the planet, I was kind of like, this looks like Super Mario Brothers uh, from the 90s, right? <laughs> it, it definitely looked odd. And it, there's something... So, I, I like sci-fi shows. I really, really do. But uh, there's something about science fiction shows when it's, it's so boring that I lose absolutely all interest. And this is sadly one of those shows. It's just like... It didn't entrill me, it didn't give me anything, it's just like one big boring show. And I I, I think it's trying to I, be too hard to be other things. Like it Right. It's banking on people who played the Halo games wanting to see it because it's called Halo, and then like mm -hmm. what do gamers like? Oh gamers really like Star Wars, right? They mm -hmm. really enjoy that, so let's just make this thing look like Star Wars, even though that has nothing to do with Halo. And people like because that because holy moly gamers like enjoy Star Wars. Star Wars, right? Yeah, yeah. I I will give it I will give it this. If it was called Star Wars something, I think I would have more respect for it, fun enough. <laughs> I guess it still wouldn't be it would still be boring though. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would find it boring, but I would have a little more respect for it. Because at least it's not trying to be something that it's not I feel like the first episode but, had even more action in it as well, where this yes, had mostly yeah. all talking, which... Just talking. The action scenes aren't great, and they weren't mm -hmm. great in the first one, but at least they added, like, uh, a bit of, like, um, excitement, where this was just a lot of talking. Yeah, and that's not what you want from a Halo show, I don't think, because Halo is... The game itself, right, is not a bunch of talking, so... Yeah, and it doesn't feel like cutscenes to movie either, like some other like video games uh, adaptions do. Right. But uh, I find it a little funny that we forgot to last week to give it a score, so I, I will give it a... F three and a half. What, both of them together? Um... Yeah, yeah. Um... Maybe I'm going to give it a two and a half. Yeah, see? I'm I think some nice. of the dialogue was bad enough, and specifically <laughs> those monster, the CGI oh, yeah. monsters from the first episode were bad enough that I could go down to a two for sure. Yeah, okay, I will give it to the three then. No, you don't have to move just because of me, but <laughs> unless I convinced you, but... You did convince me. Okay. Uh, someone else that uh, should be convinced to do things he doesn't want to do was Will Smith. Do you remember last Oh, we week should talk we... about what we're doing next. Uh, sorry. Oh, we'll yeah, what, what are we to doing next? That's uh, right, let me look it up. Uh, Killing It is what it was called, right? Um, mm -hmm. We just watched a trailer for it. Uh, starring... Let's see, who is in this? Uh, I don't remember. Well, uh, Craig well, Robinson. While you at, uh, there we go. Yes, yes. And it's about uh, people catching snakes. Uh, in this rags-to-riches sitcom about class and capitalism, Craig Foster is a bank security guard living in Miami and struggling to make ends meet. He and his ex-wife uneasily co-parent their preteen daughter. 
Craig has grand plans to become an entrepreneur, but no way of getting his ideas off the ground. But by chance, but by a chance encounter with Jillian, a down-on-her-luck driver for a ride-hailing service, she introduces him to the wild world of state-sponsored python hunting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he decides and to go fun, all in, obviously. Uh, and fun fact, no snakes were hurt in the making of the, this TV show. That's according Something to the IMDb. But. <laughs> yes, according to IMDb. I mean, it's pretty clear, at least from the trailer we watched, that they were very fake-looking snakes. But this is a comedy show. It's not. Sure. It's supposed to be funny. It's not supposed to be mm-hmm. taken seriously. But it looks interesting. And this is also slightly based off a true story, because like I told Fro... In Florida, they did, I don't know if they still do, but they had a state-sponsored python hunting thing where, it, like, you would get, like, $10,000 per uh, snake you caught, so. And if you, anybody wants to see a very good snake movie, watch Snakes on a Plane with... <sighs> yes. Yes, Good. Snakes on a Plane. Samuel L. Jackson? Like, Is that what you're saying? Samuel L. Jackson, thank you. Such a good movie. Uh, but, uh, yeah, someone else that, uh, should be snaked out? No, that doesn't work. Uh, should be sizzling? Should be, uh, someone else that is not venomous? Uh, Will Smith? <laughs> there we go. That's, that's a good transition. Let's okay. go with that. Sure. Yes. Uh, Will Smith, uh, uh, do you remember when we said, oh, so weird. Well, that he wasn't asked by anybody to leave the Oscars. Or just kicked out, yeah. Yeah. Remember when we said that, look? I do. I think a lot of people were saying that. Like, what the hell? Uh-huh. Why is there no security handling this or anything? Yeah. Yeah. He refused to leave the Oscars after the slap. Refused to. Yeah. Uh... In a statement, the Academy of Motion Pictures and Sciences said, Mr. Smith was asked to leave the ceremony and refused. We also recognize we could have handled the situation differently. Nah, do you think really? It also announced it had initiated disciplinary proceedings against Mr. Smith for violating the Academy's standard of conduct. So, um, what happened with that? Uh, Did they... Well, not do anything yet. against him, the Academy? No, no, they didn't. It might be because uh, he resigned. That might be why. Yeah, they did. They couldn't. They literally couldn't do I, anything because he wasn't part of the group anymore. <laughs> I was thinking of it. Like, what, what, when is the best time to like leave a group? Right after you won their best award. <laughs> I mean, the only thing he could have won above this, right, was uh, best picture, I suppose, but. As, like, the director of the film, but he's not even a director, so as an actor, this is the biggest award you could literally win, yeah. Yes, and he he will never return that award. Like, that's not what he has done. He just said, oh, in the future, my movies can't be eligible for, for, for Oscars. That is more or less what he has said. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, I mean, it says in his thing, I will accept any further consequences from the Academy. Uh, so something, I mean, something could come up, but I have a feeling that um, the Academy no. is not going to do anything after the resignation. Yeah. I think they're going to feel like, okay, that is 
in and of itself enough, enough right yeah. yeah and i i i personally don't think it's enough i don't think i <laughs> i personally think that he should uh, just have been stricken from the record and actually had to give away his award but that's my personal opinion there was all this weird stuff about like uh, chris rock people saying chris rock was like oh fine with it and everything and then this week now i'm hearing like Chris Rock was actually really pissed about it, but why were people? There was uh, P Diddy came out and said that he talked to him and that he was cool with it and it was fine, and that apparently mm-hmm. was just all a lie. Like, why were people covering for this thing? You know what I mean? It's just weird. The whole thing's just yeah strange. I think we're done talking sure. about it for for at least a while though. <laughs> Oh, you of little faith. Audible. AudibleTrial.com forward slash ADC. AudibleTrial.com slash ADC. Go get a free book and a free trial. We said this earlier, so don't need to really go do far into it. Eurovision. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yes. Uh, three countries. I, I think we only have one week left of this. Uh, let's go to Romania. With a, a song that I I feel like I've heard before uh, this year in in uh, in uh, Israel, uh, it's uh, VRS with Liame uh, Liame Liame. Why wow, was this very similar to the Israeli song or an Israeli yes. song pre uh, previous years? No, of this year. Yeah. Okay. I remember. I very barely remember the Israeli song, but yeah, this uh was very repetitive like the lyrics they kept just saying the same thing over and over and over again (laughs) the beat is very generic the dancing is i guess the best part of it right and that's not saying a whole lot come on his mustache is the best thing uh he's got a little freddie mercury stash going on right um Uh Yeah, no, I, yeah, his mustache was good. I think overall it's pretty bland, in my opinion. I don't know what you think. It's bland, it's bad, and it's in bad English. <laughs> Everything I hate about Eurovision is in this song. I, I despise this. This is my least favorite song this year. I wouldn't say least favorite, but it's definitely one of the, the worst ones. Uh, I give it... Oh, I hate this. I hate it. Three passion look. Three. Okay, I give it a one. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can see why why be, uh, you would hate this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we go to uh, Portugal with uh, Mario with Susada Susada. Uh, this is very very layback. Uh yeah, this is. This and the next song we're going to talk about felt uh, similar to me, right? I think it's because of the... Oh, it started playing just there. Uh, It feels like there's a formula of, like, you know, uh, people sitting on stools and just singing. Uh, Not a whole lot as far as, like, choreography or dance or you know there's not a lot visually going on the song itself it has like a lot of meaning obviously but it's not um it's not as impressive to me when you have five people singing 
har a harmony mm. as opposed to one person who is carrying it, if that makes sense. Mm. Like, one, yeah, an no, individual is... female singer is more impressive than if you were to harmonize because harmo five people harmonizing is always going to sound better than one person by themselves. Mm. I think this is my underrated dark horse of of the year. I think everybody is relaxing a little on this. I think this has something that kind of like uh, uh, it It kind of reminds me a little of that sick man from Portugal some years ago. I think this will get uh, pretty good uh, and uh, I, the difference between this and uh, the other song that we will talk about later, I feel like this is more genuine and this just feels like more real for me. Uh, I, yeah, I don't understand I, that at all, but sure. Yeah. Okay. That that's. That, but that's I mean, that's a feeling. Feel. I can't. I can't understand it. But like. Right. I don't know. I guess maybe I'm. My my. Are you saying the other one's fake? No, not right. Fake. It's, 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 that, 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 I don't want to. I don't want you to like. Right. Say one is one. Yeah. Exactly. So. But uh, no, I give the that one actually an eight. I really, really love it. Uh, I give it a six. I thought it was fine, but like I said, it's it's there. It's not impressive. There, like as far as stage performance, right. not a lot going on. So. Uh, last but not least, Iceland. Iceland that has been one of the best countries uh, year after year lately. This is not going to qualify. <laughs> I'm just going to say it now. Yeah, Maybe this is the what... Icelandic. Mm, it felt kind of American to me, just because it's like very country western. You know what Blue, I mean? Bluegrass, yeah. You, bluegrass, yeah. Bluegrass, country western, something like that. Yeah. Uh. What What are the three uh, country singer sisters? Kind of felt like that. Um, mm -hmm. It's Siga, Bertha, and Ellen. Right. Uh, so it feels like they were pulling from um, a very specific uh, genre of music that I feel is American. Uh, so mm -hmm. in that way, it didn't really, in my mind, represent Iceland as far as like Icelandic. So it, it I think we were both feeling the same thing as like it felt from somewhere else, right? Yeah, and maybe that's why I meant, or what I meant with genuine. I like the other song, like felt felt like it fit Portugal, while this doesn't really fit. Right. If you were to see these people on stage and nobody told you this was an Icelandic song, other than like right. that, it's not all in English. You wouldn't. Mm. You would be like, this isn't. This doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't feel Icelandic. I guess. Uh, I mean, the song itself. I, I have a feeling I would enjoy this group. As like a, as like some if they had other songs, I would probably listen to them. It feels very mm -hmm. co coffee shop music, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. So overall, I'll give this a six point five. Yeah, six. I'll give it a six. Okay. Uh, uh, next week we will talk about uh, Norway being in Eurovision twice. <laughs> That's a good taste, isn't it? What? Okay. Norway. Yeah. So there's two countries that are going to be in Eurovision twice this year. Yes. Okay. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, hey, the Rassis, uh, they uh, uh, found out that Will, uh, Will Smith, see, there, I did it. Uh, Bruce Willis is sick. Well, Will Smith is also sick, so. But uh, Bruce Willis is sick, so they uh, want to take away his uh, worst performance award. Right, I mean, we covered both these things last week, and even we were like, this seems like in bad taste to even taste, be talking yeah, about this yeah. right now. <laughs> right. Mm. Uh, the Golden Raspberry Awards have rescinded its recent dishonor of the actor. The Razzies are also taking back their nomination of Shelley Duvall for her for performance in The Shining 42 years ago, uh, among word of Stanley Kubrick treating her bad on set. Have you heard about this? No. This is a first for me. Um, yeah. I didn't like that movie, so don't... I mean, I'm, I'm I guess I've heard people. that, like, on set of, <laughs> of The Shining, that a lot of crazy shit happened. I have yeah. heard that in the past, but I didn't know specifically that Shelley Duvall... I, Shelley Duvall and, I think, uh, multiple people on that, like... Like because of the filming of it, Bruce Willis won for worst performance for Cosmic Sin. Uh, they've mm -hmm. obviously taken that back. I think that's probably good, but I think at the same time I had said it last week. Like I think Bruce Willis could probably make f make fun of himself, but I don't know. Maybe he maybe in this situation he he doesn't feel like making fun of himself. I mean, he has a brain injury that does that he can't ever play roles again. So, I kind of understand. That's pretty traumatic, feel... especially when your whole life yeah. has been about acting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how many movies have you seen this week? Only two. I saw two movies. Okay. And you saw but, what uh, one? Yeah. So why don't you start? Uh, I saw Death on the Nile. Oh yeah. Why did you watch a Disney Plus movie? Is it a Disney? Well, I saw it on, jeez, I don't know, Hulu or something. Okay. It was just available, so I was like, I like Poirot. I'm a big fan of Poirot, mm -hmm. so I'm going to watch this. I think it came mm -hmm. out in February, right? Um, something like that. I really enjoyed this. I, w I had yeah. such fun with it. I feel like they saw Knives Out and were like, we're going to make a Poirot version of that. Kind of. So in that way, it didn't feel, um, felt a little, uh, like they were trying to just copycat, but the Perot well, story, the, yeah, the, the, the Perot stories after a book that it's pretty close to the book. So, well, no, I was talking stylistically, like the look of it and oh. like the way that actors are acting. Perot is acting very much like the main character acted in Knives Out, don't you think? Like, And stylistically, it looks very similar. Uh, but also, I think Knives Out was kind of making fun of those kind of uh, stories, those kind of books, right? Mm. It was it was a comedy-type movie that was making fun of Poirot-type uh, storylines, yeah. Have, yeah. You, have you seen Murder on the Orient Express? I don't remember. Probably? Okay, because that's the same actor that plays Perot there as well, Kenneth Branagh. Right. Uh, what this also has Gal Gadot. It has Annette Bening. Mm -hmm. 
Who else is in this? Uh, Army Hammer. Loads, yeah. Loads. Oh, Russell Brand. I really enjoyed yeah. seeing in this. Like, I'm not a, like Russell Brand's politics lately. We've had a huge, not a huge problem, but like not as big of a problem as other people, like Joe Rogan or something. Mm. But uh, I, I, I really like seeing him in things because I feel I, I think he's a good actor, right? Like, I can look past yeah. the politics and be like, oh, this guy's a good actor. So. Uh, overall, I'd probably give it a 7.5, actually. I, re- I had such fun watching it. Um, I don't think it's like, you know, it's not going to win any awards, but it's just fun, so. Yeah, very, very good. I liked it as well. It's a fun little romp of a movie. Yeah. Uh, I hope the other movie you saw was The Bubble. That was the other movie I saw. That's good, because I saw the bubble. I'm very excited to talk to you about this. What did you think about this movie? Um, it It's a Judd Apatow movie, we should say, directed by. Netflix film. Uh, <laughs> what is starring... It's got a lot of people. It's got David Duchovny, Pedro yeah, Pascal. Karen Gillian. Benedict Apo. Cumberpatch. Yeah, Fred Amerston. Yeah, he was probably the best part of the whole mo- movie, uh, Fred Armiston. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it it was weird because it felt like it was both poking fun at pandemic rules, but also poking fun at Hollywood for very much their so. role in how the pandemic went down, right? Mm-hmm. I love this movie. I really, really thought it was so funny. I had a blast with it, really. Oh, yeah. Keenan Michael Key was in it also. I forgot about him. Oh, yeah. Kate yeah. McKinnon was kind yes. of in it. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. She was on the phone. That was the only time you ever saw her, so. Yes. But, it, you know, I, I, I really had a blast with this. I really didn't think I was going to like this as much as I did. It's a, such a silly movie. And the two hours just went by so fucking fast. Yeah, I like the comedy of it is the best part. Um, mm. Some of it just felt, I don't know, uh, uh, what's a good word for it, I guess. It, it just felt like they were trying to push the limits as far as like uh, comedy you can make about a global pandemic, right? That was kind of the concept is like, sure. we're going to make fun of... Um, quarantining and and this and that and so I think some people mm-hmm. could look at it and go is this a right wing take on the pi- pandemic of like <laughs> anti lockdown and things like that you know what I'm saying right. um, yeah. but I don't I think it was just making fun of like how Hollywood dealt with the lockdown more than anything else mm-hmm. right like oh, they're yeah, the they're showing that like these people are totally entitled and like I guess we should say what the story is it's about a movie production that's happening during, like, at the very beginning of the pandemic, and uh, the accommodations that are made for these actors to try to make make a film, right? Yeah. It looked like the worst movie I have ever seen in my entire life, as well. The wor- uh Oh yeah, right. But they were even saying in it like, "This is a dumb movie. This like it's just to try to entertain people. We're not making like a masterpiece here. Yeah. It was like a bad, uh, monster sci-fi movie, right? Yeah, 
Yeah. Kind of looked Ed Wood, it, like they were making an Ed Wood movie oh, a little yes. bit. Yes. And I just have to say that Karen Gillian, I kind of have had my eye on her uh, since Gunpowder Milkshake. I loved Gunpowder Milkshake. You didn't really like it, but I, I really liked it. And she's amazing in this movie. I really, really liked her. But uh, I will give it an eight, actually. Uh, I'll give it a seven. Uh, oh, actually, I give it a 6.5, but that's close enough. 6.57, yeah. somewhere in there. Um, I thought the Beck part might have been the funniest bit, because that oh. was the best part where they were yeah. really making fun of, like, the corporate yeah. structure of, like, how movie making is and how, like, mm-hmm. they bring in this person that's supposed to, like, improve morale, <laughs> but everybody's just like, yeah. That was my favorite part, probably. Uh, so look, what are we doing now? Uh, The Days uh, are nameless, Fro, and that's a movie that also came out uh, this week, The Nameless Days. Warning. Do not cross Mexican border, okay? Last year, 412 people attempted to cross the Mexican border. Is this about Chupacabra? Oh my god. The sounds. Oh my god. What? It's very generic horror movie sounds. If that, is that what you mean? Yes. Yeah, similar incident reported a couple days ago. Oh, the camera work right there looked terrible. Oh my god. That's terrible. Stay away from the border. It looks like it's filmed with like a home home movie camera. Is she hurt? She has a baby in her belly. She's pregnant. She's Christ, this looks bad. It's five days. It's one of those horror movies where they overlight everything. Like they take yes. way longer lighting it than they do writing a yes. script. Yeah. Yes. I mean the lighting looks good, it just looks movie light like movie lighting, not real. I'm here to help you. Why is this called the Nameless Days? Because nobody wanted to give it a title? Wow. That looked like a Halloween mask <laughs> from like a Halloween store. <laughs> wow. Wow. This looks so good, look. Mm-hmm. Oh, can't wait to see this movie. It looks like it's gonna be great. Wait, this came I'm out I, I I guess all the movies on Friday came out on April first, but this feels like an April mm-hmm. Fool's joke, so I A W M one two one three two said I'll you don't want me to tell it. the people what the movie is oh. all about. Oh, this Oscar nominated movie all about? Yeah, no. Okay, tell them. While they cross the border illegally, an ancient demonic spirit attacks Ryu and his pregnant sister Gabriella. Uh, this movie has four point six out of ten on IMDb, one point five out of five on Voices from the Balcony. Uh, 61% of Google users liked it. Let me see if I can get a Rotten Tomatoes score. I doubt there is one. I think that's probably 
uh, what's going on here. Well, it was very hard to find reviews for this, so. Um, no tomato meter reading. 60% audience score, though, so. Well, AWM132 on Metacritic says, uh, give us a 10, 10, 10, okay? Okay? It gives it a 10, okay. Yes, okay. Out of 10. Not, <laughs> not uh, the first movie of all time, but not the, uh, the worst. Good acting, not perfect. I'm not disappointed. It's not. It's worth watching. Does it deserve ten stars? No, but it doesn't deserve one either. <laughs> so why the fuck did you give it ten stars then? Okay. It, is there something about, it, it, on Metacritic when you go in to the, like the ratings? Does it automatically sort by highest to lowest? Because maybe mm-hmm. they did that to put it on the top of the. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's only two reviews. And, oh, okay. Okay, please, please explain this to me, because this is a zero by Dundee Sinek. Trash, absolutely trash. Denmark should import this. What? <laughs> to use as fuel. Ten more. Use as fuel. Okay. Mhm. Yeah. Sure. Okay. I didn't know that Denmark had a fuel crisis. <laughs> and I don't know how a movie would be used as fuel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Through the reviews I found. Yeah. I got one from Avex72. Uh, this is from IMDb. 6 out of 10. In fact, it, uh, not that bad. It's pretty okay for a low-budget, no-star horror film. Some decent acting and cinematography, but lacks any narrative punch. Most evident in the lackluster ending, uh, but a 2 out of 10 from Paul Hackinson, a boring and pointless venture into the horror genre. Well, no wonder these days were nameless, because this 2022 horror uh, mystery was a massive swing and a miss from the writers and directors. Uh, the uh, My rating of the nameless days lands on about a 2 out of 10. This is not a movie that I would recommend you waste your time and money on um, uh, some of us did suffer through your this ordeal so that you don't have to <laughs> mm-hmm. sounds amazing uh, also coming out morbius uh, i'm kind of interested in this i have heard it is atrociously bad oh have you uh, i've heard mixed things for... yeah okay i've heard only bad things about this uh I heard it is the most boring shit movie ever. It has 16% on Rotten Tomatoes, look, so... Okay. There's that. Uh, 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 72% of Google users liked it. But what is it about? Well, dangerously ill with a blood disorder and determined to save others with the same fight. Dr. Morbius attempts a desperate gamble. While at first it seems to be radical success, a darkness inside him is soon to be unleashed. With our favorite actor of all time, Jared Leto, of course. Um, also with Michael Keaton and Matt Smith, so there's that. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I, when I saw the trailer, I just thought Blade 4 is what I thought. Um, <laughs> Blade. Barbarians. I 
uh, four friends come together for a celebratory dinner party at a country house. However, the night progresses, dark secrets emerge, and unsettling events begin to unfold. 55% on Rotten Tomatoes, 4.8 out of 10 on IMDb. 56% of Google users liked it. Uh, doesn't really have anybody. It's got Tom Cullen in it. Okay. Well, uh, this uh, has uh, Ray Liotta and Sophie Turner in it. So there's that. Uh, and it is called Broken Soldier. Uh, to the dismay of her overprotective father, Penelope, a teenager living in New York, takes an interest for an emotional, volatile war veteran who's suffering from post oh my gosh, from post-traumatic stress disorder. As a bond grows deeper, a dark secrets and history of violence threaten to tear Penelope world uh, apart. Cool. Uh, four out of ten on MDB, and one out of five on Radio Music. Okay. That doesn't seem like a place that should be reviewing movies, but <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm like, uh, what? Uh, how do you say this movie title? Gagarin? Gagarin? Gagarin. Sure. Gagarin. Something like that. Yuri a six. 16 has lived all his life in Gagrin Towers, a vast red brick housing project on the outskirts of Paris. He dreams of becoming an astronaut when plans to demolish Gagrin Towers leaks out. Yuri joins the resistance with his friends Diana and Hassam. He embarks on a mission to save their home, which has become his starship. Okay. Can I just say that Radio Music is one of the biggest, largest music databases and communities online, which uh, you can use in endless ways to discover a new music look. Uh, maybe there's a soundtrack to the film? That's my only thought of what's going on there. <laughs> uh, but Gagarin has 6.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes, bro. 74% mm. of Google... Uh, 73% of Google users liked it, so. Well, do you want to see the new uh, Chris Pine uh, movie? Yes, you said. Well, you can soon watch it on uh, Amazon or Prime. Uh, it's called The Contractor. Uh, Involuntary discharge from the Army Specialist Force Sergeant lands a contract with a private underground military force. When his very first assignment goes awry, the elite uh, soldier finds himself hunted on under on, caught in dangerous conspiracy and fighting to stay alive uh, long enough to get home and uncover the two motives of those who betrayed him. Holy moly, that sounds generic. 5.7 out of 10, 44% on Rotten Meadow, 52% on Metacritic, and 71% of Google users like this movie. Uh, Waterman, of course, the sequel to The Water Boy. Boy, yes. <laughs> Thank you for making that joke. I don't, it's not really. It's a documentary. Uh, five time Olympic medalist Duke Pau Kamahakao. Shattered records and brings surf, bring, bring surfing to the world while overcoming a lifetime of personal challenges. 
8.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 5 out of 5 on Movie Insider. It's a documentary, but it's got Jason Momoa in it. It's got Laird Hamilton, uh, Jack Johnson, the singer, Kelly Slater. So, yeah, interesting. Uh, this is uh, what I say to myself every time I go to sleep. Uh, you won't be alone. Oh. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it has 7.1 out of 10. 10 on IMDb, 94% on Google users, 79% on Metacritic. Uh, the 19th century Macedonia, I thought that was not. A uh, girl is kidnapped and then transformed into a witch by an ancient spirit. <laughs> okay. This is already crazy. Curious about, curious about life as a human, uh, the witch accidentally kills a peasant in a nearby village and takes her victim shaped to 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 live life in her skin her curiosity ignited she continues uh, to wield this horrific power to understand what it means to be human holy moly this sounds interesting uh, it has Naomi Rapace in it so that's cool okay um it sounds weird I don't, it could either be really good or really bad, right? That's the only thing I'm thinking about that. Yeah, I mean, 7.1 on, on, on IMDb and 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, yeah. Yeah, what movie do we want to see? There's a lot of movies here. Um, Actually, the last one. <laughs> yeah, I think I want to see uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once, the movie that came out last week. Oh, um. Yes. I, but. <laughs> But I guess I'll go with uh, You Won't Be Alone. <laughs> I also want to I've been hearing, now that the movie's out, I'm even hearing more crazy things about how good this movie is, yeah. I know. I so want to... It's just, it's only in the theaters right now, so there's no way to, like, unless you want to go to the theaters, yeah. No thanks. Uh, <laughs> next week, uh, we will do News of the Week, uh, TV and Movies of the Week, uh, Eurovision, uh, with Norway represented again. Uh, and represent. You represent. Another review of uh, Sonic Two Electric Boogaloo. Oh, and then I have Halo Episode Three on here, but we're not doing that. We're doing yes. uh, no, we're Killing It. Not. Killing we're It Episode not. One review. Yeah. If you want to do a Halo Episode Three, you can do that all by yourself. <laughs> and if you want to send in a five-minute review of Halo Episode 3, we'll put it on the show. We're just not going to watch it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can send in anything that's under five minutes, and we will play it on the show. Sure. Well, not anything. If you send us Nazi propaganda, we will probably not play it. Yeah, or just straight up, like, you having sex or something. Yeah. <laughs> Pro's like thinking about it. Well, <laughs> well if it's just five minutes of, uh, 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 I don't think we're gonna play that on the show. This is not bad. It's not good radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe if it was like halfway through, the person started crying. That could be fun. That could be fun. That could be actually kind of funny. <laughs> Because it would be like, at the beginning, you'd be like, what the fuck's going on? And then as it go, went along, it would start to get... You know how sometimes things, as if they go too long, then it becomes funny. Where, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Remember that Adam Sandler sketch, uh, The Longest P Ever? Yes. That's what it would be like, kind of. <laughs> Where, yes. like, it's not funny at yes. first, but the more the person pees, the funnier it gets. Yeah. <sighs> Five minutes of interrupted sex. Oh, I wrote down something here that I should have mentioned about Tron Tells the Truth. Um, maybe don't dry your hair while doing a segment for the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe. I just wrote that down in my notes, and I just noticed it, so I figured I'd mention it now. Yes, I did hear that. <laughs> I'm going to try to clean it up uh, in post, but we'll see what happens. He should not do that. Uh, okay, uh, Jeremy Round. You had something for Jeremy Round. I don't remember what it was. Oh, uh, Ethan from the H3 podcast oh, got sick. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he couldn't do the show. And they said there was, like, rumors he had this thing called C. Diff, which we looked up, I think, when we were watching WrestleMania. Uh, but then he came out this week and said that that wasn't what it was, that the doctors ruled it out, because I guess that's, like, a bacterial thing and they did tests and there was mm -hmm. no bacteria present so they don't know what he's sick with i this is what i said when we were watching the wrestlemania i was like i there's a lot of symptoms here that are similar to diverticulitis which i had in the past uh which i hope he doesn't have but i guess mm. we don't really know yet um he said on the show on monday that the he was waiting for the doctors more tests to come back right so I mean, I, I've I've been uh, going through. Uh, I, I don't know if you tried the heist with Markiplier. I, it's YouTube been promoted to me channel? a few times. I haven't. I'm, yeah. I don't have YouTube Premium, so. Ah well, he come out with a new one called "In Space with Markiplier." Uh yeah, oh maybe that's the one that's being promoted to me. Lately, but uh, yeah, okay. because he, he did the heist first and now he did in space. Oh, okay, I see, right. Yeah, I like both. I think this second one is better, but uh, I think they used a lot of more money on this as well. But it was more funny, I liked it. Um, let's see, uh, did you see r slash place this week at all? I did, yes. I mean, there was just Everybody was on there and talking about it and like battling yeah. for space. It was like this thing on Reddit where it was like uh, a block of pixels, right? And then people could just mm -hmm. draw whatever they wanted on it. But it was like left to everybody to just do whatever they wanted and anybody else could just draw over basically. And so it created like this, I don't know, this like... Uh, what's a good word for the community that... Because I, I wanted to call it a community, but it was like divided to the point where there were multiple communities within the our place community you know mm. what i mean it's very weird yeah norway was good represented there i saw that uh so that was there. yeah i liked it oh was I there an, really, i didn't see the norway thing yeah. uh i definitely saw the french one i mean f clearly the french have like a uh presence on reddit <laughs> right? It just yes. based on what we saw there. Like, uh, mm -hmm. and nobody wanted to cross the French. Uh, 
in if we look back in history, that was never a good idea. Now, crush the French. <laughs> I mean, the French French Revolution is the last time someone crushed the French, and it went pretty good. I yeah, I have a feeling in America that's not what people say, but um. What? The French Revolution was amazing. People in America make fun of the French for uh, World, World War One and World War Two. so... Why? Uh, for kind of like not... Uh, for uh, surrendering. Right, that's what it was. Right. Ah, they surrender. Mm-hmm. Uh, so did Norway. Right, I'm, but I, I don't know. That's why I remember Freedom Fries... Oh, yeah? That was the thing, because people didn't like French people because they surrendered in World War II, so we called them Freedom Fries during 9-11. Made no sense, but mm. that was, like, the correlation there. <laughs> uh, speaking of other countries, have you seen the flag of Georgia before? Uh, yes. Why is Black that... and red. Why is it so freaking cool looking? I, f I saw so? the flag of Georgia. Look it up. Uh, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that's cool. It's got like the little. I f feel like if you took four or five of them and you put them next to each other, you could have like a Louis Vuitton looking pattern. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, it's, if you look at it, it would be like yeah. it would have this really cool kind of like Versace kind of pattern look. If you were to put it like next to each a bunch of them next to each other and put it on a shirt. Mm. I would wear that. I'm just saying, flag of Georgia has drip. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> is it okay that I I'm not sure uh, where in Europe it is? I know it is in Europe, but I'm not. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's East, Eastern European, isn't it? Is it Georgia okay. country? I should know that because I'm 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 quite. I'm pretty Northern, sure it's pretty Northern. near Ukraine because there was that thing with Aiden Ross where he got confused. And said, he was watching something on Twitch. Aiden Ross was watching the, a news segment about Ukraine, and it was talking about uh, neighboring Georgia. And he was like, "Wait, wait a second! Atlanta is way over there." <laughs> <laughs> and he got confused, and people were like, "That can't be oh real. He can't be that stupid." And it, people are still oh, like, "Don't know whether can. he was being dumb or did it on purpose to like you know fuck she with people." Can. I'm still a little confused why The Blind Side is number one on Netflix. Uh, Georgia is right above Armenia and Azerbaijan. Aha. Uh -huh. Mm-hmm. They are a good Eurovision country. I know that. What, good history of songs, you mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like you. I like their... Uh, uh, flag. Yeah. I can't understand that. Uh, do you know what... That, that, is? We're not saying anything about their politics, because we don't know about their politics, no, but the flag no. is... They got their flag... The flag is pretty good. <laughs> do you know what my favorite flag of all time is? What? Japan. It's so simple. It is very simple. I, I was going to say, it's a little too simple, but yeah, it's pretty good. I love Japan. It's a pretty good flag. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, you're never going to believe... I'm, mm. Oh, right. That's why, uh, no wonder. That's the reason I saw the flag is because no fuckers uh, went to Georgia because he left Russia. Did you see that? No. 
and he just posted a video two hours ago, hanging with gangsters in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you... <laughs> I, I, I wrote down Georgia's flag is dope on my thing, but I forgot why I had... Yeah, because he, he left Russia because he couldn't make any money on YouTube there because of the economic thing. Like... So it, mm. he got a George. He went to Georgia, which like they have good relations as far as like diplomatic relations with Russia, um, mm -hmm. so that he could get his ad revenue. That's the reason he left. <laughs> My least favorite flag in the world, Greece. Uh, uh, there's this one flag that's pretty dope from Africa that looks like a multicolored sun. What country is that? That's a pretty dope flag. Is that Congo? Multicolored sun flag. I don't... It's a definitely... <laughs> I think I want to say Tanzania, but... Okay. Uh, Could be it. I have... I know it's... I have not... Not been to that many countries in in Africa, to be honest. I just uh, remember seeing the flag and being like, "That's pretty cool looking." Morocco is cool, like Morocco. Uh, I think, yeah. Flag chat, but, uh, Cy everybody. Yeah, but Cyprus, Cyprus, very very boring. I mean, it's white with a mistletoe. Oh, Tibet has a dope flag. Oh yeah, T Tibet is super cool. I love yeah. Tibet. Sri Lanka is also very cool. Okay, uh, I'm going to flag out of here. <laughs> I'm getting the flag out of this place. Yes. Uh, my name is Fro. My name is Luke. And uh, the American flag is overrated. I said it. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody. Another, di another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another citizen. Another citizen. Another citizen.